What's up, everyone? This is your boy, Jeremy John. And I'm Matthew White. And we are the Sports Reality. Just want to say thanks for tuning in to this episode. I uh, want to let you all know that you can listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Just go on any of those podcast directories and search for the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit the subscribe button so you can be up to date on all of our content. Thanks again for tuning in and enjoy the show. up everyone welcome to the 23rd edition of the sports reality name is jeremy john here to bring to you all things sports here with my co-host matthew white matthew how is everything going with you um spectacular it's very good very good stuff jeremy it's been a very long time since we've recorded a little bit very long time uh something called life came up um quick story unexpectedly had to move uh, a couple weekends ago things long story short things worked out well i was able to get into a new apartment a better apartment than where i was before and uh things are working out pretty good that's part of the reason why we could not record and then last week um what happened last week matt i can't web i think we both had something come yeah. up at the last minute and we're just like you know it's just best that uh because we're gonna try i think we we're gonna try to record friday but i couldn't do it on yeah friday. so and i also had a lot of things too so that's why we haven't been on in a couple weeks but we're back now back here and a lot to talk about let's just jump right into it our weekend quick hitters justify won the triple crown by winning the belmont stakes this past saturday that's cool he's the first horse or thoroughbred like they like to call it Mm. the first one to win the triple crown and still be undefeated there have been cool. other horses that yeah, didn't won. somebody just triple crown like a couple years ago yep yep yeah. um but he was not an undefeated horse saying he like he's a person uh <laughs> but um yes he's still undefeated that's got to count for something yep yep other uh sports news uh rafael nadal wins the french open he also had some interesting comments and i'm gonna read up more on it mm-hmm. a little later um you heard about what is it roger federer he's leaving a nike i think his nike contract is up next year oh yeah remember he used to rock the jordans yeah, yeah, yeah. that's done those days are over now i think yeah but Rafael nadal i guess he was asked about women's uh paying tennis oh did he say something crazy he was like well they don't deserve to get paid more (laughs) because their ratings don't show that they that people are watching okay well that's that i i don't know i guess that's the whole argument for um 
WNBA and like NBA players like pay discrepancies, I guess. I don't want to go too long, but uh, in tennis, I do feel like I do feel like women should be able to should be paid either equal or like very close not a big discrepancy and uh the v um not the venus sisters, the, the williams sisters really pushed you know an, an initiative several years ago to increase pay and pay for the women have increased significantly um that's good and it's uh, still not probably where it needs to be though yeah i know opponents try to say well they play one less set sometimes i mean in the women's uh, matches, you only have to win two sets. In the men's, you have to win three. Look, I won't be opposed if they say, hey, women, y'all got to pay play, win three sets. Got to just pay, play a little longer. But even if you keep it at two sets for women, I do not see a big deal of why there was this huge discrepancy with the women's pay. Um, but yeah, he came out and said that. I'm going to do some more research. Maybe we'll talk about it next week. Also, other weekend quick hitters. Anthony Joshua and Deontay Wilder, heavyweights from the UK and the US respectively, will fight later this year. Both of them are undefeated. That should be a good thing. The fight is going to be in the UK. I think it's going to be possibly at Wembley Stadium. So it's going to be hella packed. And that is probably going to be the fight of the year. And then they're heavyweights. So this is a big deal. We haven't had big heavyweights fight since the Klitschko's yeah it's been a while right I mean and even then I mean I mean I honestly say we haven't had big heavyweights since Tyson Holyfield mm, or that's a long that or a very Tyson long time. Lennox Lewis very long time so it's gonna be great to see them let's uh move into the Washington Capitals hey, hey. <laughs> Jeremy is still glowing yo I'm I'm literally glowing like I'm literally because I was at that victory parade and my ass got sunburned. <laughs> my bald head got sunburned. Realized that this morning. Washington Capitals beat the Golden Knights of Las Vegas four games to one in the Stanley Cup championship or Stanley Cup finals. I was out there in downtown for game four, which was here at the Capital One Arena. And then I was downtown also for game five, the clinching game. Alexander Ovechkin is the Conn Smythe Trophy winner, which is the MVP for the Stanley Cup Finals. He was swimming in Georgetown. Yes. Uh, everything. Anything where there's water, <laughs> he was swimming in it with this trophy. Yo. Evgeny Kuznetsov, most points in the playoffs. Awesome. They had a good run. They had a great, you know, once they got sit past Sid Crosby, that was he he was the Sid, Sidney Crosby is the LeBron for Ovechkin. Like you gotta you gotta win a championship if you beat him. Yeah, that's very true. Mm. I don't think there's ever been like he was the OV stopper. I want to say Dwight Howard might be the only player to beat LeBron and not win a finals. Uh, like, star player. Hito Turkoglu. Oh, wow. So, wow. <laughs> it was Hito Turkoglu. Dwight Howard was on that. that he was in that game seven, but it, <laughs> yeah. it was Hito Turkoglu that won that game. 
Oh man! Well, no, you're, you're talking about against the Celtics. Oh, okay. Remember, true. remember Orlando? Like, okay, they beat yeah, them in yeah. six games. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Dang. But like Miami's the only—I mean, Orlando's the only team to beat LeBron in the playoffs no and not win a final. <laughs> I'm glad it happened to Dwight. I'm, I'm okay that happened to him. <laughs> but yeah, so um, Capitals man winning four games. Look, let me let me say something about this Caps team. This Caps team has really unified the DMV. I guess so. It's, it made everybody happy. That's good. And I say this, and I say unified, like, I ain't saying race relations just all of automatically is just better mm-hmm. and all of that, or or, or laws are now uh, going to be helping people of color and things like that. I'm just talking about the fans, the sports fans, um, the people who just live in the area. There was a legitimate buzz with this team all throughout the playoffs. Mm-hmm. It's true. It's true. Legitimate it's- buzz. When they were down 0-2 to the Columbus Blue Jackets, people did panic. Because the team, I mean, we've seen it. We've seen this team fold under flesh under Fall pressure. Apart. And it didn't happen. They came back one four straight games. Not this year. Then then they go up against Pittsburgh. You're up 2-0 in game one. Going into the third period, and you lose that game, and it's like Yo, we're here again. Then you have, you know, they end up beating the Pittsburgh Penguins. They go up against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Go up 2-0 on the road against the Lightning. Then lose the next three. Two of them at home. Then they lose game five in Tampa. Those were games that Jeremy was watching. True. Or No, I wasn't watching those <laughs> games, actually. Once they lost... Those three games, I was like, look, so, man, my superstition is not working anymore. I'm going to start watching these games. Watch game six, Caps win. Watch game seven, Caps win. Here we go. Now going up against the Las Vegas Knights. We're the best team in all of hockey in their inaugural season. Game one, Vegas wins. And they also went on, like, a questionable call. You know, Caps are up. At that point, 4-3 in the third period. Reeves of the Golden Knights cross-checks, illegally cross-checks. Carlson right in front of the goal. So Carlson couldn't even protect it. He scores. So they tie the game. And then they score again. You know, once they had the confidence. And then they get an open open net, empty net goal. So they end up winning 6-4. Game two. Vegas Knights score early, but then you have the Caps. They storm back. They go up 3-2, and this play that I'm about to talk about is now just going to be called, in D.C. sports history, the save. Braden Holtby, with two minutes left in the third period, up 3-2. Let me set it up for you all. Vegas is coming down. Bounce the puck off the wall. The puck takes a crazy bounce. I've never seen a bounce like this. It bounces, crosses directly in front of Holtby because he's thinking it's going around him, behind him. So he never looks. The puck crosses right in front of him, goes to one of the Vegas players. He passes it back to Tuck, who is wide open. I'm talking about... 10 feet in front of the goal, wide open. 
And at that point, I, I yell because I'm like, I yell, damn. I'm like, damn, they scored. The crowd in Vegas, they get excited because Tuck shoots and they're just like, it's a score. But then I look up and I see, well, NBC hasn't put up that they scored and I don't see the red light. Nothing spinning. And I'm like, hold on, well, where's the puck? Brayden Hope, he stopped it. It was a stick save. He didn't save it with his glove. He saved it with his stick, covered it up. Now, Tuck is sitting there like, so if I can't score there, when am I ever going to score? Capitals end up winning that game. So now they've taken home ice, come back home for game three, win game three, game four, Capitals, they win, what was it, six to four, six to three? It was a shootout. And in that game four, this is the one thing with Washington sports. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go back to, and I'm not a Redskins fan, but I'm going to go back to it. People talk about the body bag game where the Eagles put eight Redskins players on stretchers. Well, not all of them on stretchers, but there were a couple that were on stretchers. But eight Redskins players got injured. Go back to, you know, the Caps history of being punked by the Penguins. Then you have, remember when Gilbert Arenas and LeBron James, oh LeBron God, James walked up on Gilbert. Oh, that was a bad one. And basically trash talked him he, on the free throw line. He whispered into his ear. He did. And how no one had Gilbert's back at that point. And Gilbert misses both free throws. Gilbert, who's a 90% free throw shooter, misses both free throws. Cav- Cavaliers come down. And they score to win that series. We've had a history of DC sports teams getting punked. And the Vegas Knight, the Vegas Golden Knights, they really were trying to, in game four, punk the Capitals. Because they had nothing was going in their favor. One thing about this series, even though it went five games and Vegas won the first game, all five games, the Capitals really dominated. Vegas really didn't play well. Good. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad they played terrible. And we as Washington sports fans are just used to being punked Mm-mm. by other teams. And there was a play in game four where they hit TJ Oshie, which is, you know, our third best player probably on the team. Hit him illegally. There was no penalty called. Fight broke out. And at that point. It was late in the game, but the the Capitals were just like, oh, y'all want to play dirty now? We're about to run up this score. And that's exactly what they did. They just ran up the score in game four. And we're just so used to being punked. And we're just like, nah, we're going to get y'all this time. And that's what the Caps ended up doing. Game five comes. And I was ready. I was saying, we're going to win game five. Got downtown uh, for the third period because I was working. When I got downtown, Caps were down. Three to two. That first, let me go back. That first period, scoreless first period. Second period, Ovechkin scores. Then the Knights score. Then the Caps score. They're up 2-1. Then the Vegas Knights go up 3-2. At, in the second period. 
They're going in. They're now in the third period, up 3-2. But I never thought that the Caps were going to lose. And one of the key moments of this game, which is not being spoken about a lot, but the Vegas Knights are up 3-2. Alexander Ovechkin turns over the puck. Vegas has a breakaway to the goal. And Ovechkin hustles back. And earlier in the game, Ovechkin committed a penalty, which allowed Vegas to get their third goal. Ovechkin, in the same situation, was able to stop that breakaway. And then a couple minutes later, Devontae Smith-Pelly ties up the game 3-3. By the way, Devontae Smith-Pelly had two goals all season. He had seven in the playoffs. He's out here balling. A few minutes later, Lars Eller, who is the first Danish NHL player to win a Stanley Cup, gets the game-winning goal. Let me tell you, those last 10 minutes were kind of tense downtown. I was watching it. I was at the corner of G and 9th Street watching it on the big screen. But when the Caps finally pulled it off, my goodness, I've never seen. I've never been in a situation where the crowd was just so loud. Everyone was jumping up and down. It was so loud. It was a party in the streets. Where were you when this was going on, man? Uh, DuPont Circle. What? What? So, on the Rose Bar. So, so let, let me, for those who aren't from the DMV. DuPont Circle, it's in Washington, D.C., but it's a little while away. Not, you know, you can't walk from DuPont mm-hmm. Circle to the Capital One Arena. You could, but you it's, probably wouldn't want to. No, you wouldn't want to. And people were partying over there. Oh, what? They were losing their minds. It was crazy. Streets were bananas. Yeah. Everywhere. Like I said, Alexander Ovechkin. They had the game on the side of the building. There were multiple viewing parties yeah, for this game. It was everywhere. There, everyone in the city was watching that game. There was a viewing party in the in the Capital One Arena. Viewing party at the wharf, at the National Harbor. You're mm-hmm. talking about Dupont Circle. There was uh, in Roslyn in a park. They had the game, uh, view, on. game on. Mm-hmm. This Capitals team has really uh, kind of brought the city closer when it comes to sports. And I'm going to rewind back to 1998, 20 years ago, when the Capitals were in the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time. That team, decent team, but not expected to, like, make the Stanley Cup. They made it there. You know, the two games that were here in Washington were not even sold out. (laughs) That's not surprising. After game three, when Detroit Red Wings fans saw that this, that the arena couldn't even sell out. Mind you, the arena was brand new. It was the first season in the new arena. Couldn't sell out. They started putting ads out in Detroit. And busloads of Detroit fans came for game four. It was a, it was a home away game. There were so many fans. You fast forward to today. The Capital One Arena was sold out 
for a viewing party. It's good. It's, you know, it shows that there's a lot more hockey fans. Hockey's probably a more popular sport, especially when they're winning. And the Capitals are good. Not only that, the Washington Mystics, they had a scheduled game at 7. Realize the Stanley Cup's going on. They moved their game up to 4. And then they also told people, hey, if you come watch the Mystics game, you can stay for the viewing party. Do you know people were lining up to watch a 8 o'clock game at 11 a.m.? That sounds right, dude. Some people were in that arena from 11 o'clock <laughs> just chilling to watch this game. It was such a big deal. Not only that, the fans who were actually like watching these games, let's be real, hockey is a white sport. Yeah. It's about the whitest of the whitest sports it's out there. It's not curling. <laughs> and let me tell you something. The crowd that was downtown watching these games, very diverse. You have blacks, Latinos, Asians, Arabs, gays, lesbians, men, women, children. They were all there, like, celebrating this. And even in the victory parade, everyone was represented. And it's because of players. I mean, obviously the team is good, but because of players like Alexander Ovechkin, who, even though is Russian, really embraces the city of D.C., definitely going to the White House though I mean he's gonna go of course I mean this team's gonna go Devontae smith Pelly said he's not going that's one person <laughs> yeah yeah um, we'll talk about the White House later but uh what was I was saying about the parade yeah parade very diverse I was there got to see the Stanley Cup was there for the rally man I've been saying that I've been wanting to see a, a parade down Constitution Avenue with one of my favorite teams. Hey. And it has happened. So I'm happy for them. And they're already talking about repeating. Hey, that's good. They do need, they do need to resign some guys. Brayden Holtby, his contract's up. The head coach, his contract is up. There's some other players. If they could keep most of this team together, I mean... I ain't trying to get ahead of myself, but the repeat can't happen. It can definitely happen. You got anything to say about the Caps? I know I've been rapping about the Caps. You got anything I, to say before we move on? Like no, no, I think you got it. I think you covered it. I'm so excited. I'm I, so excited. I, yeah, no, we we know. We heard. I think the Caps can repeat. Can the Nats win this year? Mm-mm. Or no, they could. Why not? DC might have the glow right now. Might be the new Philly. Oh. Might, might might start just winning everything now. And just setting everything on fire. Burning things. Look, you all know I'm not a Redskins fan, but let the Redskins <laughs> win a Super Bowl. I don't think the city would would uh would be standing. Like DC will be burning. At the end of the day, the Capitals are well, hold on. When it comes to DC sports teams, where are the Capitals? Are they first, second, third, fourth? Third, I think. Second or third. They're behind the Redskins for sure, but maybe ahead of the Wizards. Look, they've moved significantly higher. They're still third behind the Wizards. But they're definitely like... But let the Wizards have a disappointing season. 
And the Capitals, I mean, they already sell out every home game already. Capitals going to move up second. Anyways, let's uh, move on to our, I guess, the NBA Finals. Look, since the last time we were on, it was the conference finals going on. Now it's the NBA Finals because of our busy schedule. We weren't able to even record. But this series is over. <laughs> Couldn't even talk about it, really. So we're just going to recap everything that happened from game one to game four. Cavaliers get swept by the Warriors. MVP, Kevin Durant. Start. Yeah. Let's start first. Kevin Durant, should he have won the MVP? Absolutely. I also agree with you. Kevin Durant should have won. Uh, Kevin Durant really only had a not Kevin Durant game, game one. That was it. Every other time, he was pretty. He was hooping. The rest of the three games of the series balled out. Let's start with game one. LeBron James had 51 points in the, in overtime. In an overtime game. Everyone's talking about this moment though. 3.8 seconds left in the game. George Hill gets fouled. He's at the free throw line. Hits the first free throw. Tie game. Takes the second free throw. 80% free throw shooter. Misses the second one. And before he took that shot. I'm watching and I'm saying he's going to miss that. Did you notice that he never, like, did you notice how nervous he was? I mean, he should be pretty. George Hill has never been in a game like that before in his entire life. He should, like, definitely be pretty nervous. Takes that shot, misses. J.R. Smith gets the rebound. <laughs> and this is where all the craziness happens. All, it's all bad. Jared Smith gets the rebound, starts running toward the three-point line. His teammates are telling him to shoot. LeBron is sitting there like, what are you doing? All that happens. They try to get a timeout call. Don't get it. I think it was Corver gets the ball, tries to shoot. Nowhere close to the basket. They are now going to overtime. And from there on, Warriors just dominate in overtime. I do want to rewind, though. I should have probably started with this, but uh, that charge blocking foul. They initially called it a charge. And they switched it. Then they went and reviewed it. LeBron made them review it. And they called it a blocking foul, which allowed the Warriors to then take the lead. In your opinion, was that a block or a charge? Um... This is the one with Steph? Yes. It was a block. It was a block. Oh, yeah. It was a block. It just looks bad because Steph is Steph and LeBron is much bigger than him. But, yeah. It was... they they. I think they got it right. I actually think it was a charge. I don't know. And I believe... Because they called it a charge, the referees, they used, I can't even say they used a loophole. I just feel like they really abused their power on this. Uh, They were going to review to see if LeBron was in the restricted area. So they went there and then they were like, oh, hold on. 
this might be a blocking foul. Gotta switch it. So they switched to a blocking foul. And I feel like you were just going to reveal if he was in a restricted circle. And if he's not there, then you got to keep the call, especially in the NBA Finals. In that point in the game. Who asked them to review it? Well, no, they just one of the referees was confused. Like they weren't in agreement. So they went to review and they were strictly going to review if he was in a restricted area or not. Not if it was a block or a charge. But they didn't even do that. They went, they saw he was outside the restricted area. It should have just ended there. But they then said, oh, but we're going to change the call. So they change it. Warriors take the lead. But then, you know, fast forward to the whole debacle at the free throw line. J.R. Smith confused. I think he honestly. Classic J.R. And as everything went on, he changed the story from, well, I know I knew what the situation. I just thought that someone was going to call timeout so we get actually a better shot. Then it went from that to, you know what, dog, I really don't even know, like, what happened. And I feel bad for JR. I feel bad because everyone really hopped on, you know, everyone really jumped on him. It was a blunder. But at the end of the day, it really didn't lose them the game. They could have won the game. They could have won the game, but it didn't lose them the game. Because George Hill, I hate to say it, dog, you're 80% free throw shooter supposed to hit that you hit that you put the pressure on the warriors now to hit a game-winning shot in the finals mind you the cavaliers played so well the pressure definitely would have been on them they would they would have won the game on the road and if Cavs win game one i do believe this series is still playing right now i don't know about that game six would have been tonight and they would have been playing i don't know dog. they just got swept they got swept. They just got swept. But if you take that game, you're now playing with confidence. I guess so. Maybe. I, look, I don't know. The Warriors, when 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 the Hampton Five is on the court, they don't lose. True. But I feel with the confidence, you're at least playing in six games. And Maybe. I'm not saying Cavs win in six or seven. I'm just saying they would have been playing tonight. They might have. Or it could have just went five. So, yes. All that happens, they lose. Game two, Warriors dominate. Kevin Durant goes off. Game three, you talk about Kevin Durant going off. How many points did he have? I think 40 47 points? Yeah. Or I think he might have missed like four jump shots that game. When I say one of the most efficient NBA Finals games. Oh, num- he was... Unguardable. Then game four comes. I mean, fourth quarter. It's a foregone conclusion. Cavaliers win. And this is where the real excitement happens after game four. (laughs) Reports come from uh, LeBron's mouthpiece of ESPN. Brian Windhorst. Now, LeBron James broke his hand in game one. I don't know if that's true. By punching a whiteboard after the debacle in game one. Okay, that might be true then. And he played game two, three, and four. With a broken hand. With a broken hand. He might have definitely, he probably, LeBron probably punched something. And, of course, hit it because he didn't want the Warriors to know. And then game four, the press conference had a soft cast on. 
I'm not buying any of it. Or I'm not buying that he injured his hand in game one. I personally believe he injured his hand in game four when Draymond Green swiped at his hand late in the game to get a steal. He ended up getting a foul. LeBron James was wincing in pain, moving his hand. Of course, photos come out. Oh, look at his swollen hand. All the photos of the swollen hand were in the fourth quarter of game four. None of the photos come from the third quarter or the second quarter or the first quarter or game three or game two. They all, if you go online right now, they're all from the fourth quarter of game four where Draymond Green fouled him. And I feel like that was not an excuse. Like, yeah, you know, I'm playing hurt. More to give him sympathy, more to be like, hey, you know, LeBron ball. Because LeBron statistically balled out. He had a great game. Great series. Great playoffs. Yes. One of the greatest. Let's just put it out there. One of the greatest playoff performances. Just wasn't enough. Like, And honestly, did we expect it to be enough when you're going up against this Warriors team? It was, it was supposed to be, you know, it was, what happened was supposed, what happened is what was supposed to happen. Like, it's supposed to be a sweep. It should have been a three-game sweep. When they start doing three games. Oh, look, it, they could have done it for, they did look. The first three-game sweep was the Lakers when they lost to the the Pistons. Should have been a three-game sweep, dog. When is that? When has there ever been three Jeremy, games in the finals? It means that, dog. That's a clown question, bro. It means they're getting their ass beat. Oh, much. okay. Come okay. on, dog. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> to sit here, you got me confused. Like, huh? Like, what? What, what are you saying, bro? There is no need for the fourth game. Like, what are you saying, bro? <laughs> so yeah, that happens, man. It's now the summer of LeBron. I, and we're going to talk about this a lot. LeBron James has up until... The entire summer. <laughs> LeBron James has up until June 29th to make his decision if he's opting out of his first... I mean, his last year and entering free agency or if he's staying with the Cavaliers. We could go on this for hours, but just real quick, where do, where do, what do you think he's doing? Uh, he's opting out. I don't know when, but you know it'll be before the deadline. LeBron James will opt out. Uh, next week's episode, we will probably talk about where he's going. Yeah, <laughs> we can. That'll be good. That'll be fun. <laughs> um, Dwayne Casey hired by the Detroit Pistons to be their head coach. Sure, I guess. That's, he, he was okay. out of a job for 15 minutes. Maybe less. <laughs> NBA draft is hey. next week. Excited about that. That'll be good. We will be doing our mock draft, so stay tuned for that. Mm-hmm. Let's just go to our chump and champ of the week. Every week, we celebrate who did well, and we criticize who did not. We boo who does bad. <laughs> In our chump and champ segment of the week, starting with you. Who is your champ of the week? Champ of the week, the NBA fans. Baby, want a champ. Not because of this awful finals that we had to sit through, but because it's the off season, and the off season is, you know, it's a time for new things. Like you get the new draft class, you get to see them play in summer league, and you get the best time of the year for Reddit. Like Reddit NBA 
is about to shine it's about to be so great this is going to be the best thing that's ever happened to the internet like it is every summer and yeah i'm excited for that they definitely should get nba fans should be excited for just a whole bunch of neat stuff that's going to happen because the season's over and you know the, the second season is starting My champ of the week goes to right winger Alexander Ovechkin. Baby, wanna chill. Since he has won the Stanley Cup, has probably just been drinking. The, the most lit person of all time. Number one. They arrived back to the city on Friday. Saturday, they were at the Nats game with the Stanley Cup. This man was just raising the Stanley Cup at random points in the game. Throughout the stadium. Would just be on the in the bleachers, just the the what is the mezzanine, just everywhere, <laughs> wherever you could hold up a trophy, that's where he's gonna be. Throughout the first pitch, overthrew, threw it out twice, and so he threw it again, got it there. At least he overthrew, not underthrew, or or like just threw it on like the left or the right. Like he actually was, I mean, he was lined up with the plate, just overthrew it. They then made their way down to Cafe Milano. In D.C. Then they made it to Georgetown where they were swimming in the fountain in Georgetown. Yep. Doing keg stands from the Stanley Cup. It's amazing. They ha- they're having the most fun possible right now. They then showed up at St. Eve's. Oh, hey. What's, what's uh? <laughs> Shout out to St. Eve's. That was the most white people I've ever seen at St. Eve's on a Saturday night. Because for those in the area, you know St. Eve's is for the... It's hip hop on Saturday night. I guess I never, I still never been. It's only hip hop Saturday night. Most white people I've ever seen in there. But the one thing with the Caps, they did, they they announced where they were going whenever they went there. They announced, they were like, "We're going here, meet us." And then of course the victory parade yesterday, and he was pretty lit too. Alexander Ovechkin, champ of the week. Scotty, your chump of the week, Matt. Who is your? Chump of the week. Uh, my chump of the week is going to be these NBA teams that think they're going to get LeBron. Because you're a chump. And they might they might have a neat little like pitch, but it's, it's, this is, I think, a two-team race pretty much. <laughs> so there's just a lot. There's going to be a lot of disappointed GMs that LeBron is not even. He, they're not even going to be able to get in contact with him. Because every time LeBron James is about to be a free agent, people make elaborate ploys to try to get him it never works like lebron he, he can only go to the rockets or he can only go to like the 76ers and you know who knows how that will work out but or he go to he go to celtics too i guess but we got to talk about that next week my chump of the week goes to hall of fame wide receiver Terrell Owens. Hey, darn. Cause you're a chump. Terrell Owens decided he is not going to be at the Hall, excuse me, the Pro Football Hall of Fame induction ceremony. He decided he will be celebrating at another place. And the reason why I say he is the chump of the week is because this man really made a big deal about not getting in there as a first ballot Hall of Famer. Then made a very big deal about not making it in his second year so now in his third year finally gets in and he's just like huh ah, i'm not gonna not gonna be there 
The reason why I say he's the chump of the week is because his action of not being there is the reason why people did not put him in as a first ballot. And I'm not trying to, I'm not saying that these people are right. I'm just saying that, man, you give them more ammunition. Like, you give them more ammunition to, like, say, this is why you did not get in there. So that's why I call him the chump of the week. I mean, at some point, you got to do, like my mom says, you got to show up to some things that you don't want to show up to occasionally. Like, there's a time and place. You know, sometimes you're going to show up. And sometimes you could just be like, nah, I ain't, ain't going to be there. So I do believe that this was one of the times you show up. And he really could have just been like, yeah, and I'm going to talk. And I'm going to talk to all y'all that didn't get this. He could have been like Michael Jordan. He could have killed everybody. Team Petty. And it would have been great. So you could have been Petty and still showed up to (laughs) the ceremony. But when you don't show up to the ceremony, then it's like, oh, see, this is why we didn't. This is why we didn't have you there. This is why you're not a team player or you all about yourself. All of that. So Tara Owens, my chump of the week. Talking about Tara Owens. Let's uh, segue into the NFL. Talk about Andrew Luck real quick. Andrew Luck <laughs> is throwing a foot, uh, high school oh size football right now. And uh, their reports are saying that he should be ready for training camp. When I told you that, <laughs> you kind of chuckled just like you're chuckling right I now. I mean, like, it's a. That, I don't know. That is. is was, was, that doesn't mean anything. It's a high school football. He's not playing high school football. You got you got to at least throw an NFL ball or a college one. What? Why is he out here throwing high school footballs? But yeah, I I am told. I mean, that is like the most like it has nothing to do with anything. Like they they could have just not wrote an Andrew Luck article today. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, remember we heard similar things last year. He was throwing. Throwing baseballs and frisbees and stuff. And remember, they were just like, yeah, he should be ready for uh, yep. training camp. Then it was, he should be ready for week one. Should be able to throw football. <laughs> then it was like, he should be ready for about week four. Then, oh, he's just not playing the rest of this season. Um, just wake me up. When it comes to Andrew Luck, just wake me up when uh, he's actually. Has pads on. Pa- has pads on and a helmet and is throwing a football. That's that's when you should uh, wake me up about Andrew Luck. Um Baker Mayfield. This was stupid too. This was very dumb also. Uh he was talking about Josh Gordon and was like, yo, Josh Gordon is the best. Never seen anybody like him. Never seen an Just... athlete like him, a football player like him. And you say this is stupid because I'll give you the floor. Uh Baker Mayfield is the second string quarterback for the uh what is it? For the Browns? Like it does he should not be worried about throwing to Josh Gordon at all. Perfect. Like he's needs to be holding a playbook or something. I agree with you also. Um I mean, look. If the Browns don't want to be the traditional Browns, I mean Baker Mayfield should not be spoken about this season being on the field unless Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Like this this would be like um Whoever Aaron Rodgers' backup is talking about how excited he is to throw the ball to Jimmy Graham. Like, who gives a fuck what he is thinking? <laughs> exactly. What? Shut up. Go, go. 
I don't know. It's 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 stupid. It's it's dumb. I hope they do not do Tyrod Taylor dirty. Yeah, so it's just even even Madden, the ad that they the commercial they have for Madden. Baker Mayfield is the Cleveland Brown quarterback. Guess they forgot Tyron. This is the starting quarterback. Like the third most accurate quarterback in NFL history or something stupid like that. Yeah, the last um last three seasons has the third highest uh touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. No, that it doesn't make any sense to me. I don't understand it. Only behind uh Alex Smith. Is Alex Smith? Tom Brady and uh, I can't remember who the second guy is. Is it Sam Bradford? No, it can't be Sam Bradford. Okay. Well, back in 2016, he was third, only behind Tom Brady and Colin Kaepernick. Oh. <laughs> okay, maybe that's not the best list to be on now. Only one person from on this uh, accurate list gets to keep their job. That's crazy. Uh, the Eagles, while we, you know, had our little mini break, the Eagles were uninvited to the White House by President Donald Trump. That'll happen. Um, he stated that um, because the team was not patriotic and they were kneeling. And uh, the kneeling part was false. Not a single Philadelphia Eagles player knelt during the national anthem. But I of think course, they might, they might have locked arms one game, but locked I think arms. that was it. Malcolm Jenkins, he throws up his black power fist. Uh, Chris Long is a, he speaks a lot about uh, social injustices. But um, no one did the anthem protest. But yet Donald Trump said this is why they got uninvited. Uh, Really, they got uninvited because only 10 representatives from the Eagles said they were even going. Mm. That's not enough. And when I say ten representatives, that I'm not saying some ten training players. staff and some like the the ice boy or whatever. It's 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 not players. Yeah, it was really about to be training staff, the head coach, and I think there was only going to be like two or three oh, players were going to actually be there. The head coach is a bum too. It's probably the kicker and the punter. So of course he undivided. The Eagles decided to then do a. Uh, Still have the event, but he was going to do a tribute to uh, the military during that time. Okay. So that happened. All right. Man, oh, man. Um, Julio Jones, Earl Thomas, and Khalil Mack for their respective teams are all skipping mandatory mini camp. Julio Jones is skipping because... uh, he wants his contract restructured. He has three years left on his deal. Oh no, that's the tricky part. Is I'm sorry, that's what they should say to him. Like, Julio, no, dog, no. You play good sometimes. No, you cannot. You sign this contract. You gotta play. Like you, if you, if he was out here playing like Antonio Brown, maybe sure, figure that out. Like, give him some more money somehow, but. Julio Jones is like a decoy most of the time. He has two good games. You can't have two good. This look, we we talked about this also. Odell Beckham balls every time when he is healthy on the field. Like just goes out there and gets crazy numbers with a terrible quarterback. Yeah. Julio Jones got the most expensive quarterback. Is allegedly one of the better wide receivers in the NFL, but just does not. He never has to put up the stats to prove it. 
It's ridiculous. No, you can't get paid like a number one wide receiver when you have two good Julio Jones games a year. And y'all losing the playoffs all the time. Sorry, Atlanta. What? No, I'm, I'm, no. Julio Jones cannot get any money this year. All right. Well, there you have it. Yeah, I'm usually for the players. What? I am usually for the players. No, but Khalil Mack can get paid and what's to do? Other dude? Sure. Pay him. Three years left. Nope. And obviously, look, he's looking at other. He is the when it comes to annually annual salary among uh, wide receivers, he is eighth. And I understand you're. He's lower on the list. He's probably top five wide receivers in the NFL. But like, you gotta play like that. You can't just get paid because you're good or you're good. Like when you originally got this contract, no dog. You gotta still be playing well. And this is just one of the issues with, you know, when you sign contracts and then the salary cap goes up mm-hmm. and someone just gets paid. We, we we saw the same thing with quarterback. Happens in basketball all the time. Talking about basketball, Draymond Green. Yeah, what? Chris he Middleton. Signed, he signed right before the big TV deal. Mm-hmm. And then. Oh, he's talking <laughs> about $228 million now. Yeah, and I don't blame him. I mean, Julio Jones, similar situation. Mm-hmm. Salary cap went up. Draymond Green. No, no, I'm just, well. I'm just saying, I'm just saying it's the, the, the salary cap the went thing. up yeah. and guys got paid who were due contracts and now you're not due. Mm-hmm. Like, you're just, I if mean, the, if you if had, the salary cap didn't go up, he would be happy right now. If you had one year, maybe two years, I'm thinking about it as mm-hmm. uh, the organization. Three years, nope. Three years, like, whoa. There's no possible way. <laughs> whoa, you just want us to rip this up and just be like, hey. You just signed this. You signed this at, yeah, like a season ago. <laughs> So, so yeah, that that's my only thing. That's my only thing. Uh, Earl Thomas, same thing. You know, trying to get deal with the with the um, Seahawks, Khalil Mack with the Raiders. It's gonna be interesting to see how all that plays out. Obviously, they're gonna show up for training camp, or as of now, they're gonna show up for training camp. But um, we'll see how this goes. Uh, let's move on to our not sports segment. Actually, just thought about this, uh, but now I guess we could talk about it since I just thought about it. Uh, Kate Spade, Anthony hey, Bourdain, say. and um, an actor who was in a pretty popular movie recently. Uh, three of them passed. I, passed, I didn't passed, hear that last. Yeah, one. passed away due to suicide. It's terrible. Hey man, we, we spoke about mental health a few podcasts it's super ago. Super important, man. Super important. If you are uh, battling mental health. And, uh, you know, for this, for this situation, it seems like it was depression. They committed suicide. Um, yo man, call, call the suicide hotline. Like it's, I'm not even trying to do it cause it's the trendy thing. You know, logic came out with his song where he had the suicide hotline number as the title of the song and everything. But yo, if, if, if you are battling this and you can't reach, anyone you don't feel open to talk about it with friends and family yo man there are trained people to do this also seek mental health treatment uh my wife is a therapist and she talks about the importance of this and talks about how people why people don't want to talk uh be open about it but hey please go out there find trained people to help you get through this it is something you can live with so yeah man so all three of them 
passed away due to suicide. Kate Spade, you know, my mom and my wife have so many of her purses. Then uh, Kate Spade, I was like, oh, that's that's Rosie's lady. I already know that one. Anthony Bourdain, the very Dang. next day. I was terrible. And I found out because people were just like, how I found out, I just saw like photos of Anthony on, Bourdain. On Instagram. Everywhere. And I just was like, yo, did he pass away? It was terrible. And, was like, and you know, you find that. Uh, there was a clip of him where he's talking to someone and he says in the clip where he is the oldest male Bourdain, like when it comes to his father and his grandfather, hmm. he lived the longest. And it's just like, yo, like that's crazy. And he's only like in his he was late. Oh, he's, oh, wow. I didn't think he was that old. I th- yeah, I think he was in his early 60s. But yeah. Mid 60s. He said he lived the longest. So yeah, that I mean, all that happened. And honestly, I can't remember the other actor that passed away, but it was there was an actor that passed away also. So yeah, man, that that happened this past week. Uh, Donald Trump of the United States and Kim Jong Un of North Korea met yesterday. Uh, didn't Dennis Rodman link? Dennis Rodman was there. Probably was a liaison. I, I that's one thing that I dislike about basketball that it let the the tennis Rodman do this Uh, this is terrible yeah you know kim jong is uh and dennis Rodman are boys that's crazy man like he could stop a war potentially hopefully not but i mean not not stop it but you know hopefully there's no war to stop but if there is ever a war that needs to be stopped with north korea in America, Dennis Rodman will be a very important part. So, so you just went from yo, this is a bad thing. Now, no, it's still a bad. No, 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 no. It's still a bad thing. <laughs> it's not a good thing. Like Dennis Rodman being having that much power cannot be a good thing. <laughs> There's no possible way. Oh man, I mean, I I totally agree. I I agree with you also. <laughs> Great, keep it there. So, uh, this summit had happened. Uh, they met at the end of the summit. <laughs> I mean, the, the goal of the summit was to come up with uh, a plan to deal with North Korea's uh, nuclear weapons. And at the end of the day, nothing really came out of it. You are fake news. There's probably some handshakes and some food. I heard the food was good. I, I, I bet. I heard the food was really good. Should be presidential food level. Um, probably had some hamburgers, probably some McDonald's. Don't be rude. Nah, they had some good... Uh, they said beef short ribs. Oh, it's lit. Uh, it's like real good food. I can only remember the beef short ribs. But when they were describing it on CNN, I was like, that sounds pretty good. Had like a mango salad or something. Well, yeah, something like that. Um, but yeah, at the end of the day, they just pretty much say, yeah, we're going to talk about this later. Of course, Fox News and Donald Trump's base is going to tell you this. they did something. Every other news outlet, outlet and political experts going to say nothing at the end of the day was done outside of them meeting, which is the first U.S. president and North Korean leader to meet since 1950s, probably. It's a long time. So, okay, I give, I give Trump that. Y'all met. Bang. You ain't really accomplished anything. But that is what's happening right now. Um, also, the Supreme Court. They upheld Ohio's uh, voter like registration law. In Ohio, they have what they call like a use it or lose it. 
What is that? What does that remind? Forty old version calls. (laughs) That's That's what I was. You already know that this can't be good. (laughs) That's what I was about to ask you. What does this remind you? (laughs) This can't be a real thing. Uh, But yeah, they have this clause where okay, if you don't vote in an election, you lose the right to vote. They will send you like a letter, basically saying, "Hey, we noticed you didn't vote. Are you still interested in voting?" If you don't respond in four years to that letter, or you don't vote in like other elections like in Ohio, like yeah. primaries or local, local or things, things like that, they will then just remove you from their voter registration. So that's ridiculous. This is foolish. This is stupid. Not only that, it really does target people of low income and I mean, people who, of color. Who checks their mail? What? If I get a piece of mail and like, if a mail comes from me and it does not have bells and whistles on it, I'm not picking it up. Or say Amazon, <laughs> not opening it. There's no way this is fair. What? You guys send me a text message at least. <laughs> you, can't, you can't send a piece of mail. Who opens their mail? What? I mean, it is 2018. Like bills are now online. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> send me some mail. I know this can't be good. Not opening this. So uh, yeah, they have that law. Um, Supreme Court pretty much ruled in Ohio's favor to keep this law in effect. They did some other. It was some other court stuff with the 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 Denver thing, right? Too. I'm not sure what? with the cake and how you could like. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, <laughs> if you are a business owner, you can discriminate. It, that was from Denver, a, right? Yeah, in Colorado. Yep, okay. and, and it's funny. All states like Colorado's pretty liberal. <laughs> but I mean, um, yeah, <laughs> I, 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 yeah. That makes perfect. They should be. But uh, yes, that happened with Supreme Court. They pretty much uh, upheld the ruling where you as a business owner can reject uh, or not produce a service for someone because of your religious uh, ideas. For those that don't know, there was a baker who was asked to bake a wedding cake for a uh, couple of the LGBTQ community. I guess demographic community. I, uh, community. Yes, yeah. I was looking for the right term. Um, the baker decided he said he was not doing it because it's against his uh, beliefs that uh, they should not be getting married. They were sued. Went all the way up to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court ruled in favor of the baker, saying yes, it is unconstitutional to support to force someone to produce a service if they're against it because they're religious things. Look. Ultimately, I'm like that's terrible. Because when you are when you are a business owner, mm-hmm. I mean, you would love to be. I mean, mm-hmm. if I'm a business owner, and look, I'm a Christian man. If I'm a business owner, I'm not gonna be like, "Yo, you're gay or you're a lesbian." I'm not about to like not baking you this cake, bro. You this cake, you know. It's not like I am the clergy. Dog, what? Because I can you, understand if you're a clergy you are, member. They didn't ask to get married at your bake shop. They were trying to eat a cake. I can understand the clergyman or clergywoman where you say, hey, you know, I against my it's against my religion to, you know, officiate this wedding. I can understand the church having a stance of, hey, we're not going to do this. But when you are a public. And I say public, be, it's, it's so weird. It's quasi public. Yes, it's quasi public because yes, technically they are a private business because yeah. they're a bakery. But it's you, you, it's but you serve the public, yeah. and that's where things get real dicey. 
Not according to the Supreme Court. Yeah. There's no dice. And the only thing, and of course, it's a big deal, you know, because obviously they discriminated against a couple that was part of the LGBTQ uh, community. But this could then just lead to a... Oh, we're not serving any black people. Exactly. Or Or any Latinos. Or anything like that. Or women. Like, could you... Okay, hold on. I mean, Augusta still, you can't be a member if you're a woman. Unless you are a woman of Condoleezza Rice's status. Oh. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, no, this is this this sets a ba- uh this is a slippery slope, sets a bad precedent. So yeah, so that that has happened, man, recently. Uh let's move right into our Reddit topics of the week. Every week we go on to Reddit. We find interesting articles that are sometimes on Reddit or they're People post them to Reddit. But we go on here and we find interesting things. It's we bring a great it, tool. Bring it it's to the table. Tool. And we discuss it here. Starting with you, Matt. What is your Reddit topic of the week? Uh, my Reddit is from the best Jerry underscore. My Reddit topic is from. What's this guy's name? The best Jerry underscore the best. Kind of a decent name. He's a Chicago fan. And he it's an interesting article but the headline is john calipari has coached in college for 26 years and had 30 first round draft picks and earl bannon is his only player to win a championship and he logged zero minutes playing for the 2006 heat like do you know how many are you talking about nba finals yeah okay yeah they he's never made a player that has gone to the nba finals and Cal, like if you if you could go down the list of, like uh, gone or one any oh wow. any like I don't I don't think anybody Marcus Camby's been to the finals Marcus Camby what, what team was he in the finals the Knicks when they went up against the Spurs okay well, so they know, just haven't won they just they've never won. won they've never won and I don't think that that many go like they don't have most Calipari co- or most Calipari players I don't think have much success as far as winning goes like Marcus Camby definitely didn't win a championship. And Earl Bannon was wearing street clothes. Yeah. And, and yeah, Marcus Camby, he was, I mean, Khaled Perry wasn't what Khaled Perry is now. No, yeah. That, yeah, was that was early. Mass. That was yeah. early on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, wow. Did, this, did they go into any more in-depth uh, information on that one? I think in the article, yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's just really interesting. It's and crazy. now I'm going back and I'm kind of like, yeah, Anthony Davis hasn't won yet. Um, you know, John Wall hasn't won yet. Uh, Jamarcus Cousins just got to the playoffs but never played. Darren Fox, Malik Monk, okay. Bam, Jamal Murray, Scal LaBissier, Tyler Ewis. Okay, before. Okay. We, uh, those guys are fairly new. Go, go yeah, down. go back so we can really see. Marcus Camby. Okay. Dewan Wagner. Yeah. Uh, Shane Williams, Rodney, C- Chris Douglas Roberts, Joey Dorsey, Derek Rose, uh, Tyreek Evans, Daniel Orton, Bledsoe, Patrick Patterson, Demarcus Cousins, John Wall, DeAndre Liggins, Jars Harrelson, Brandon Knight, Enos Canner, yeah, Marcus Teague, before Terrence you, Jones. Before you move on, it's crazy because all these guys are like decent in the NBA. Michael K. Gilchrist, Anthony they're, Davis, Norlands Noel. It's very few of them where you're like, yo, they're just bad on yeah. that list. And of course, you go up higher, you're going to get the, more of the younger good. players. There's some new players on here that they might have a chance. Like, they're good players, but. Do you think that's the curse of being drafted so high? 
Oh, you go to a bad that team. That you just go to a bad team. I go to a bad team, yeah. It, it, none of these teams are particularly good that these players got to play on. And the NBA is not like the NFL where bad teams turn it around real quick no. outside of the Browns. They take a long time. You got Man, they take forever to turn around. Because I'm, I'm looking at your screen right now. Devin Book is with the Suns. The Ooh. Suns have been bad for years right now. Scow and Willie Colleystein are with the Clippers. I mean, the, the, the Kings. Kings. They're bad terrible. since the early 2000s. Carl um, uh, Anthony Towns just made the playoffs. Timberwolves first time. made the playoffs for the first time since, what, 2004? Nuggets looking like Trey Lyles is on the Nuggets. They might be good next year, but they could also just be trash again. I mean, it's, De'Aaron Fox with yeah. the Kings, first year, okay. Hornets, Heat, Heat are pretty good. Heat are pretty good. It's just, I don't know, yeah. It, it's, a, it's a curse getting drafted high, and his players most of the times are drafted pretty high. And and Derrick Rose has made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. He has. He but then he just get he got injured. Every single time. And he hasn't been really Derrick Rose since then. Tyreek Evans, man, remember Tyreek Evans? They were saying he was going to be the next LeBron. He's pretty good right he's now. He's good. He's good, but he's, he's not, just not, not what everyone nah, thought he was nah. going to be. He's straight. He's straight. I like Tyreek. Yeah, they're saying he's going to be the next LeBron mm-hmm. because he he's a lot, what like six six. He's six eight, and he passes Tyreek's pretty six, well. Eight? He's wow. Tyreek Evans is fucking huge. But I know, he, and he's big, yeah. and he passes well, and he, he can't can, shoot. Also, yeah, wow. Isn't that crazy? How like. People said Tyreek Evans is going to be the next LeBron. He isn't as good as LeBron, mm-hmm. but he's still good. Oh, he's definitely That good. shows how great LeBron is. It's not, it's not going to be too many next LeBrons. Like, there'll probably be one maybe in, like, 10 years, 20 years. I mean, people are talking about Ben, but, I, I mean, I think they're still just different players. I mean, he might be good. He might be, like, phenomenally good, but he might not be LeBron James. Ben Simmons is going to be, like, the playmaking LeBron. LeBron has an all-around package. Like, yeah. he can score. Oh, he can ja- play make. LeBron James scores better than Carmelo Anthony, and people swear that Carmelo <laughs> Anthony is a dominant scorer. We spoke about this. They came in the same draft, yeah. and there is a difference of, like, 5,000 points. It's at least <laughs> – it might be more than that. It's a, it's, it's a few – Well, now it might be more. It's a few thousand points between <laughs> but, them. But, yeah, because LeBron James got to the 30,000 mark. And Melo's, I think, and at, 25. Yeah. They were the and Dwayne Wade is nowhere near either yeah, one Dwayne of them. Wade. <laughs> Dwayne Wade got like 13,000 career points. But somehow these guys are better scorers than LeBron. I mean, it's just because you know how LeBron scores. Like, LeBron scoring is, I'm about to run at the basket, and you guys, you better foul me. I'm going to dunk the ball. And Melo's is like. I'm a jab step 30 times, and it looks like it's a more traditional like basketball move. Like he can shoot a jump shot. He shoot a mid range jump shot. Like that's something. I don't, like LeBron James, he's good in the post now, and like that's kind of like his mid range, and it's very good. It's obviously better than Melo's, but it's a little different. I think uh, people say they're better scorers because of their techniques. Oh yeah, that's that's all it is. <laughs> that's just. They're not talking about actually getting points. Yeah, because, like you said, LeBron is outscoring all of them. It's just like, because, what is it? Like, James Harden does does it both ways. You know what I'm saying? Like, he'll get to the free throw line, and he can just flat out score. Like, he could do whatever he wants. He can score. He can get buckets. And Melo could get buckets, but not like not like LeBron. Not like, <laughs> no one gets buckets like LeBron, except for, like, a couple people. So, um... Moving on to my Reddit topic of the week. 
as many of you all know, I am a Dallas Cowboys fan. Um, so obviously I would not like the Washington Redskins, even though I live in this area. Yes, I am a fan of the Capitals, the Wizards, and the Nats. I'm a fan of Georgetown and Maryland. Oh, we got to go to a Georgetown game this year. I'm trying to see the point guard. Oh, the white dude. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to see him, too, to see if he can Riff, actually play. Riff Raff's cousin. Yeah, I just want to see if he can actually play. He's every highlight, Every highlight, I see him dunking. He broke uh, Iverson's scoring record. You're right about that. So, yeah, I'm a fan of all, you know, local teams. And it's not that I'm a fan of all local teams because I'm from here. I have reasons. For example, when I was a Bullets fan, Wizards fan, the first game I went to, I actually met point guard Michael Adams. They were playing the uh, Detroit, not Detroit, Denver Nuggets when Denver had Dikembe Mutombo. So, yeah, I got to meet Michael Adams. It was pretty cool. So... You know, I was a Bullets fan. Capitals, you know, started watching, especially when Alexander Ovechkin came, excited player, boom. The Nationals, you know, didn't, you know, DC didn't have a team, so I, I like the I like the Orioles. They're my American League team because they were the only team that we had, and Cal Ripken Jr. was really good, and the team was decent. Uh, Orioles never won in my lifetime, but still was a fan. Nats came to D.C. and I started going to games by myself when I was younger. And was like, hey, Nats, they're my team. Of course, they get Bryce there. Boom. I'm a Cowboys fan because of uh, Michael Irvin. It's my favorite football player of all time. And he only played for the Cowboys. And, you know, people say, well, you know, that's pretty convenient because you, uh, you became a fan during the time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. I'm like, yes, you're right. Cowboys won three Super Bowls in four years. First team to ever do that in the NFL. And only one of two teams to do that. However, since 1995, the Cowboys have done really nothing. Absolutely nothing. So if I was a bandwagon fan. They drafted some players, though. If I was a bandwagon. What's the definition of a bandwagon fan? Oh, you got to switch teams decent amount. And why are you switching teams? Explain why you're switching teams. Oh, because a different team is winning. Yeah. So the, you can the, only bandwagon on teams that are like good. You can't ban. Nobody's bandwagoning it for the Browns. Like there's there's no bandwagon there. Yes, a bandwagon fan hops on when they're good. And here is the key point. Oh, you gotta hop off once you they get bad. Hop off when they are bad. Yeah. Or not even when they're bad. If somebody else is better than them, oh, we, oh, that too. Yeah, you hop on. So, uh, it's crazy. A lot of people say, you're a Cowboys fan, you're a bandwagon fan. But then in the next breath, they say, but you haven't won a Super Bowl since 95. Can't be bad. 23 years. It's a long time. My brothers weren't really alive. Think about that. My brother's turning 23. My other brother just turned 21. (laughs) They've never seen the Cowboys win. Never seen the Cowboys get to a conference championship. But somehow I'm still a bandwagon fan. I know that was a long rant right there, but it's going to make sense when I bring this up. The Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. And a lot of people are saying the curse for DC Sports is is now over. We We finally won a major championship. And 
City's going to start winning. Washington Redskins are one of those teams that they're saying can be the next team. Of course, they signed Alex Smith, you know, got some other decent pieces. I guess so. And uh, local fans are saying, you know, the Redskins can be one of those teams next. And uh, I've always said they ain't winning no Super Bowl in a, night, in a long time because they are the Washington Redskins, number one. They are also owned by Daniel Snyder, number two. My mom brings up this point. She said they will never win a Super Bowl again until they change that name. That's probably the truth. But here is one reason why I also said they're not going to win a Super Bowl. I want to rewind to the 1987 season. The Washington Redskins, very good team. They won the Super Bowl that team that year. But something happened during that season, and it was documented in several things. For example, you know the movie The Replacements mm. with Keanu Reeves and Orlando Jones? Was it Lockout? Yes, it's about the NFL strike and the replacement players. And it was based on what really happened in the NFL. You know, I'm a sports history buff, so I would, you know, go back and read it on stuff. But last year, ESPN did a 30 for 30 about the replacement players. And during that season, it was uh, three games that the replacement players played. And for those, uh, real quick, for those who talk about current NFL players and how, you know, 70% of the league is black and how fans are now saying, well, hey, black players need to boycott so Kaepernick can get a job so they can get rid of this, you know, force to stand for the national anthem. They need a boycott. They just need to go on strike and there'll be no league. I want you all to go. And I can't remember the title, but I want you all to find the documentary the 30 for 30 documentary about the Washington Redskins replacement players. And it will show you why NFL players really just can't go on strike. You just replace them or, what? or, <laughs> and it, like I said, it's 70% black, but where you say, Hey, only black players go on strike because in this documentary, it really explains how these players were really forced to come back after three games. And they were really forced to come back because the replacement players, and especially the Washington Redskins replacement players, they were pretty decent. Some of them were truck drivers. Some of them were lawyers. There was one guy who was incarcerated. The quarterback. The backup quarterback, actually. The backup quarterback was incarcerated. And they got him out of jail on a work release to play football. That is what the NFL would do. They'll say, hey, you all want to go on strike? Fine. Cool. So the documentary talks about how, you know, the Washington Redskins played well. They were the only team to go undefeated during that stretch. They won three games. Not only that, it showed the opposite side, their rival, the Dallas Cowboys. And the Dallas Cowboys, their then general manager, he pretty much was like, oh, remember that deal that we uh, that we made on your contract? Remember what it says about this, this, and that? Well, you know, if you don't report back, uh, you're just not going to get that money. 
And back in the day, NFL players needed every, I mean, they still kind of need every penny, but that, back then, NFL players really needed every penny of their contract. So uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and like, I think it was a, a total of 12 Dallas Cowboys players, one of them being Tony Dorsett and Randy White and other prominent Dallas Cowboys players, they they crossed the picket line and they played. Well, of course, the Redskins, they were, you know, their players were in full solidarity. They said, we're not coming back until the league and the players union can come to agreement. So it came to a big Monday night football game where the Washington Redskins are playing the Dallas Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys have, like I said, 12 of their regular players and the rest replacement players. This game pretty much decided who went to the playoffs in the NFC East. Was it the Dallas Cowboys or the Washington Redskins? The Washington Redskins end up winning the game. Starting quarterback goes down. The backup quarterback for the Redskins, who was incarcerated, leads them to victory. Redskins win. Redskins ultimately win the division. And it was because of those three victories, they won the division. They go on. They win the Super Bowl. Well, you know, after the season, none of the replacement players got a Super Bowl ring. And... You ask, well, why should they get a Super Bowl ring? They didn't play in the Super Bowl. Well, the thing is that once you're on a team and you actually play for the team, you get a ring if they win. Like, that's just a known thing in sports. It's part of also, I think, in the collective bargaining agreement. Like, you get a ring if you're on the team at any point that season on the active roster. So these guys were on the active roster and did not get there's Super Bowl ring. And that was something like those players really felt hurt about. They're like, look, we, they they needed those guys. And they didn't get one. Even the the regular Redskins players were like, well, they're, they're not pros, so they shouldn't get them. Even to this day, Rick Doc Walker, who's on ESPN, or now, forgot it's called the Team 980, on the Redskins broad, game day broadcast, he was out here saying they don't deserve it. They're not the real players. But without those replacement players, they don't want a Super Bowl. So, it was just announced yesterday that the Washington Redskins, after all these years, will give the replacement players Super Bowl rings. And I know I've been on this long monologue. No, you definitely was one of those. <laughs> but I bring in, I'm bringing it back full circle. And it's going to pain me to say this. But maybe they really lifted the curse now. By respecting those replacement players. And maybe. The Washington Redskins will win a Super Bowl soon. <laughs> so yes. They, they're going to get their rings. Man that's. Isn't that crazy? Like they were on the team for three games. Undefeated. They are the reasons why they made the playoffs. It's ridiculous. And they're just like yeah. You ain't going to get nothing. I mean, that sounds like some old NFL stuff to do, though. So, yes, that is my Reddit topic of the week. Before we go, uh, what to watch on television this week? Man, that is a tough one. I think just 
some dirt, some good draft coverage. Like watch, watch some mock drafts. Just familiarize yourself with Luka Doncic and Mo Bamba and Michael Port, Michael the God Porter Jr. I was about to say the same thing. Watch the draft coverage. Um, do this, guys, because we'll probably talk. We may talk about it next week or the following week, but do this. Go on YouTube. Type in NBA films and just find videos. You know those uh, highlight videos that they do for the NBA finals? Mm -hmm. Just go through. Go through like from the 80s or even the 70s. I've been doing that lately. Go back and watch so you could see what the media and NBA films were saying back in the day. You'll find out a lot about these older players. For example, you'll find out about Tragic Magic. Do you remember that? Find, you'll find out about Tragic Magic. You'll also find out for those like Michael Jordan that all six of his rings were never promised. <laughs> and then when you go and when you watch those things, then we will have another discussion, of course, about who is the greatest of all times when it comes to basketball. And I'll come up with my numerous reasons. So make sure you go on YouTube and watch that up. Uh, go on Hoops Encyclopedia and just watch like old like players. Like not just highlights. They like have extensive highlights of like games of certain players. Make sure you go on that. All right. Before we wrap up, I want us to give some uh, shout outs real quick. It's crazy that I have never given this person a shout out. It's real irresponsible of me. Is it your brother? Nah. Uh, this guy, when I was working for or recording at WLVS Radio, Listen Vision Studios, this guy used to take his like lunch time and would like be on my shows when like last minute, when guests last minute would just cancel, or he'll just be like, "Look, I want to chime in. I'm a, I'm a call in," and then he'll just be on the show for the for the entire show. I've never given this dude a shout out. Uh, he always sends me stuff um, about, you know, things on Instagram about sports and Twitter and things like that. We discuss sports and uh, I never really given him a shout out. But shout out to my man, Donnie Bedney, who is always supporting and contributing to the show. Shout out to you, Donnie. We will we will have you soon. I have an extensive guest list. We've been working on it. We got to start figuring out how to do it. We've been working on it, and it's going to be lit. It's going to be good. It's going to be pretty good. Donnie, who's always contributing to the show, I want to say thank you for supporting. Sh uh, shout out to uh, Chemo. Chemo, man. Washington Team won, dog. Uh, I hope you were celebrating out in Japan. Uh, LJ, one of our top listeners on SoundCloud. Definitely. Other Side of Sports. Hand Down Man Down Podcast, Sports Talk Tasha, Curls and Sports, 4th and 13th. Um, shout out to, uh, you know what I did this weekend? What'd you do? And I know you, I usually, we, we usually talk about the weekend in, in the, the beginning, beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, I was at, uh, I was working at Jerkfest, Grace's Jerkfest. What? Yeah. Why didn't you tell anyone? See, this is what happens when I had to unexpectedly move. This is terrible. What? You was eating at a, a Jamaican food festival? You know who was there? It's probably somebody with really good food. 
I mean, well, do you know who headlined the whole thing? Uh, Beanie Man. Well, Elephant Man. I was close. You were pretty close. Pretty close. Elephant Man. Um, Third World. Mm-mm. They got some old. They're old school. Reggae. I believe it. Like, like they're like in their fifties and sixties, but mm-hmm. old school reggae. Uh, but they had a soca artist by the name of Allison Hines. Uh, Allison Hines is the queen of so- soca. And mm-hmm. uh, I was her uh, driver and liaison. <laughs> So I had to, you know, was a whole ass liaison and did not tell anybody. There's probably jerk chicken flowing from the rafters. Look, let me tell you, there was jerk chicken, oh but I was so gosh. busy. And I want to give a shout out. I was so busy. Shout out to another liaison. She goes to my church, Melissa Andrews. She got me my food. Like she had a plate of food, mm-hmm. but because I was so busy, I couldn't even go to the tent to go get food for the artists and the workers. Mm-hmm. But she had some, and she gave me some some of her own food and said, Jeremy, make sure you eat this because you've been ripping and running all day. I was driving all day Sunday, like literally going. Where was it? It was at RFK Stadium. Okay. Oh, yeah. The RFK is a bitch to get to sometimes. And, and the, the hotel that the uh, artists uh, they were staying at was in uh, Crystal City. Mm-hmm. So it's not far, but literally driving from RFK, Crystal City, back and forth to the airport, back and forth. Did that. Uh, I had to do some on Saturday. Did some on uh, Sunday, pretty much all day. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, the food that I ended up getting was pretty good. But I was so busy, like I couldn't even get my own. Like someone had to give me their food to eat. So yeah, shout out to Melissa Andrews. But uh, shout out to uh, Grace's food. Um, you know Grace's. I know, you know Grace. Got that coconut milk and all know. that mother uh, curry powders yeah. and all that stuff. Jerk season. Um, it was pretty packed. Like they had several thousand people there. The crowd That's was cool. crowd was there. Uh, Allison Hines, uh, her DJ and her manager. They're they're cool peoples. They um, we 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 went to the mall. Had to bring them to get some stuff, but they're real cool people. Uh, so shout out to them. Um, any other shout outs before we roll? Um. I don't know. I think that's we probably hit everybody. I'll tell you stories about Jerk Fest after you know, cause I don't, I don't try and put everything out there, but it it was a uh, it was pretty good, pretty good. Um, so yeah, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We're now on. I know you all heard the intro. We're now on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn Radio. Make sure you subscribe on any of those platforms, or if you just want to subscribe to all of them, every single one, and just go on those uh, podcast directories and um, search the Sports Reality Podcast. Hit subscribe; you'll be up to date on all of our content. Anything else before we roll out of here? Uh, I think we got it all this time. Hey, man! Want to thank you, Matt, for everything you do. It's great to see you, man. It's always great to see you. And until next time, everyone, Sports Reality. Peace.